I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by human ray of sunshine and all-around wonderful woman, Gabby Roslin. Hello, Gabby. Welcome back. Hello, darling. <laughs> um, so before the break, I gave you three statements about myself that were potentially true or potentially false. Um, and you've had some time to think about them, Gabby. Which one do you think is my secret? Okay, I think it's the clarinet. You're going with clarinet? Yeah, I'm going with clarinet. And because and, the one about the, the smoking, I just think no. The mm-hmm. one about five is very possible, but I think the clarinet is the good secret. That's the secret. I didn't know. Okay. Gabby Rosson. You're correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got that one. So, yeah, so I fucking love the clarinet, Gabby. I was such a nerd. Do it now. And- Oh, well, I don't, I feel like if I had no puff then, I'm definitely going to have less puff now. I think I'm, you've got a lot of puff. I think you can do it. Yeah. So yeah, I was so gutted about it, but um, I was actually a big five fan. However, I would have never been cheeky enough to do that. That was actually <laughs> my, that was my producer's secret. Sneaky Elith, she did that. Oh, I love that. I know. You revealed her secret. Did she get to see them in the end? Yeah, she did. And apparently one of them gave her a kiss as well, but she was fuming because it wasn't her favourite one. I'm not going to reveal which one's which because I'm sure they're all lovely fellas. <laughs> they are nice guys, but I'd still have to know which one kissed her. And who was the, okay, who was her favourite? So Scott was her favourite, but he didn't kiss her. Oh, okay, oh, no. don't say who it was then. Oh, okay, well. so, okay. Um, and as for the smoking thing, no, you're right. I was such a swat at school, loved it. It was like head girl and everything, house captain. So I would have never done anything untoward. I got naughty loads later. <laughs> good i'm pleased to hear it yeah we've all got to have a little bit of a cheeky side haven't we <laughs> definitely so gabs in your incredibly impressive career you've also done like a whole heap of um of travel shows like you're literally a bit of the judith charmers in you haven't you gosh yes i'd forgotten about those yes i did i remember <laughs> i went to the rockies and did um in a hot air balloon and i've been to um, oh my God, I've done lots. I did a show called Celebrity Holiday Memories where we filmed it all in Italy and then all these celebrities were saying where they went. And then I did a 
fan- celebrity fantasy homes we had to travel with that. So, yeah, I've done quite a bit of travelling. Yeah. So you've, you've got your air miles in, safe to say. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I have. But we haven't travelled for, for a while, obviously, because of lockdown. And we're not flying. We didn't fly last year. We're not flying this year. But we've been around the UK this year, which has been really lovely. We went to Worcestershire and we're hopefully going up to the Yorkshire Dales as well. Oh, how lush. I do think, like, although, God, I know, and I don't want to rabbit on about lockdown and everything because it does feel like it's all anybody talks about, but it does feel as though, although there were some difficult difficult parts and some real hurdles for everybody, the nice there were some nice elements as well, and we did. We got to get out there and explore Britain and see our Absolutely. country and really appreciate it. Yeah, really. I think, and that's lovely. I've got to go to your part of the world. I've only been, I worked there in a Honestly. show for a, for a week. I think I've told you the story. I could not get over how little clothing there was. <laughs> I was fully jumper, <laughs> coat, hat, thermals, the works, and there's just no clothes yeah. on a Friday night. Gaz, we've talked about this, but I swear to God, for anyone listening who isn't like familiar with Newcastle and has heard the stories and read the stereotypes and all the rest of it, it's fucking true. Like it I is. went, I went out on my 16th birthday, which is in November, dressed up, me and all my pals, as hula girls. So bikinis, grass skirts, coconut bras. It must have been like minus five, and honestly, we didn't feel a lick of cold. We're just, <gasps> we're just tough up there. You are. I'm such a southern softy. It's ridiculous. London born and bred, and I was in full, like wrapped up with everything. Going, what are you all doing? <laughs> but you know, mate, I've been down here so long, like ten years. It's getting on now that um, I'm a bit. I've got a bit of the southern softies in me as well. Like yes. I went, I went up for like I think it was April with a big fur coat on, and I honestly just thought they were going to like revoke me membership or something to, to Newcastle. <laughs> I definitely thought I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> Love that. I know, I know it's, it's, it's kind of tough to travel at the moment and stuff like that, but you must have a bit of a bucket list. There's places uh, that you're dying to go when the world opens up. Uh, well, for me, my favourite place, because my grandparents, uh, my dad was born there and my grandparents lived there, was Zimbabwe. Um, and so I can't wait to go back there. I was very lucky to go there many times and uh, because Granny and Papa were there and it was an amazing place with the most beautiful people and... My grandmother was an MP and she fought for a multiracial society. She was the first female MP um, in uh, Southern Africa. And she fought and fought and fought to for equal uh, for blacks and white people. And she was incredible. So for, for me, I, it was an amazing education to be there walking barefoot around Africa, literally seeing the animals as they should be, because I'm very anti any trophy hunting or any of that. So of course. Um, it's, I'm very blessed. So that is, if I when, when we can travel again, I want to go back to Africa. Oh my God, I don't blame you. So I have, like, that is one of my favourite places. I've never been to Zimbabwe. Oh, but, um, go, Victoria oh. Falls. Victoria Falls is the most beautiful place on this planet. Stunning. Okay, so it's definitely on the bucket list, but I did, so I did I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, I know but, you did. <laughs> but I actually did the, I did one in South Africa as well for Australian TV. So I filmed that in Kruger National Park and um, like got to live there for a month, which was... Wow. Just amazing. Like, it's ne- it takes it the next level. Like, obviously, the UK one is, is super scary and you've got your snakes and your spiders and all your sorts of creepy crawlies. But I remember getting, like, called into the... They call it... The, it's not the Bush Telegraph. They call it the Tuk Tucky. 
Oh, <laughs> just a, a little fun fact. So yes, yeah, so I remember getting all called in there, all the cast, and me thinking like, oh, they're setting up a trial, or they're doing something different. No gabs. There was a leopard just rolling, roaming through camp. Oh yeah. my word! So we had to stay in there until obviously she'd obviously smelt the humans, smelt the smelt the scran, and thought, oh, what's wow. this? But yeah, we had to stay there until it wasn't a, um, a hazard anymore. The, the the wonderful thing about Africa is obviously the wildlife, as they should yeah. be roaming yeah. wild. Not you, not not as trophies, uh, but also the sky is that there's no sky like it as in Africa. It's the it's the vastness and the most beautiful sky. Isn't it incredible? Oh. You leave a little bit of your heart in Africa, always. I've, I'm so desperate to get back there. Like, I did the safaris and, like, all of the beautiful stuff. Even travelled up to Cape Town for a week and oh, fell in beautiful. love there. Yeah, I mean, I'm dying to take Urkan. It, it's yeah, you've got, got to such go. a big place. Oh, yeah. uh, you've given me like wanderlust, I think, and itchy feet just from that conversation. Go, go. <laughs> um, so you are a big, uh, you're a big advocate for animals and you are, a, is it a patron for Born Free, Free Foundation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's against obviously trophy hunting and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I am very against trophy hunting. I'm, I think that uh, also there's a lot of people who, you know, there's tourists who go there and go, oh, let me be photographed with a lion or let me be photographed with an elephant wherever you go in the world and yeah. you've just got to be really aware that these animals are really really badly treated i'm very anti fur coats i think they're better on the animal than they are on people i just yeah. have always been passionate about it probably because of seeing them as they should be and i remember as a child with school as everybody does going to the zoo and and i burst into tears when i saw the yeah. lions behind the glass and the cage and yeah. the teacher was saying what are you doing and because i I was lucky enough to see them in the wild. I didn't understand this and I didn't like it. So I'm I'm very honoured to be uh, involved with Born Free. They do an amazing, amazing job. Um, It was World Lion Day yesterday, in fact. So I've we seen were, it on yeah. your Instagram. Yeah. What a Bobby Dazzler of a photo. Oh, <laughs> I'd have to say, do you remember that awful story of the lion that was shot by the dentist, the American dentist, yes. as for a trophy? Um, I've forgotten his name. He was very famous, the lion. Everyone was talking about it. Well, when, when we went to Zimbabwe, I went there with, I took the girls there for the first time and my husband, um, I think it's about six years ago. And we saw this beautiful lion when we went out on safari. And and they said to us that that was the lion. Was it Cecil? I can't remember. But they, that's they said, ringing a bell. Gabby, that's ringing a bell. They said that's the, the brother of Cecil. And we, I just, me and the girls and Dave, you know, we were all in tears. It was just, you know, beautiful. That's how they should be. Yeah. It's madness to me. Like, I also have a very complicated relationship with zoos. I'm incredibly, like, I love animals, you know what I mean? And I've never been able to get my head around it either. When we, um, when we went out there, um, I remember, I, you nip out of your buggies, don't you? Like, you go tooling around in your little jeeps. You get up at four o'clock in the morning or you get up late in the afternoon because the animals don't go out heat of the day. And I remember being like, I really need a wee. I was so desperate for a wee. And the, the, the fellow was like, yeah, that's fine. Listen, there's no animals around. You're going to be okay. Just nip out behind that tree. 
So I like, because you do, they give you like champagne and stuff. And I was so excited. I'd just come out the jungle. I'd probably had too much. So I went and did my little wee behind a tree, Gabby, right? What and happened? I come, well, I come back into the, um, the buggy and I just climbed in. And they were like, right, if you remain very silent, there, are, there is a male lion behind. But like, don't worry because the male lions, like they just, they, they go wandering out on their own. They don't really hunt in packs. That's not what they do. So yeah, just observe him in all of his glory. So of course I'm thinking to myself, oh no, that was close. I was just having a wee. Um, and he's like prowling around and oh, he's so majestic and handsome and the sun's setting around him. And then they're like, this is very rare. He's actually with the rest of the pack. So about five or six women come prowling, prowling around the corner as well, out all these like long grasses. And I mean, majestic, stunning, impressive, beautiful, whatever you want to call them. But I'm shitting myself thinking I was literally just having a wee around that tree 10 seconds ago. And these lasses are on the hunt. Like you can say what you want about the fellas being lazy and not looking for like food or anything. But the girls, they are out for their Yes, scram. they are. Yeah, so, e God, I would never been so grateful to be back in a Jeep in my life. I was terrified. Oh, my God. I didn't know where that story was going to go. I no. really didn't know. Was, just was so, I was, like, feeling so much, though, Gabs. Like, part of us was like, oh, my God, I'm experiencing something that no one else is going to experience. And the other half of us is like, thank God I went for me wee beforehand because <laughs> I would have definitely wet myself now. <laughs> but you're right. The thing about zoos, you are right. I mean, I know I know a lot of zoos do an incredible work. And yeah. so, uh, so you know, the little zoos and the private private zoos and all of that, I don't like. But, you know, I know a lot of zoos do unbelievable work in bringing back animals and, and breeding. Their breeding programs are amazing. So I'm not, it was just, I didn't like to see them behind cages. And that makes total sense. Like you, when you've seen them in the wild, like how they should be and how they naturally are, like it's very difficult to appreciate them. But, but there is a moral, don't go to the loo unless you can definitely say there are no pack of lions behind you. I just feel like there's definitely the moral is something about not drinking loads of champagne when you're around lions. Like, I think if there is a, a moral, it's there, but I'm yet to pinpoint it precisely. <laughs> Oh, but apart from being a patron of the Born Free Foundation, you're also a patron for the Marie Curie Cancer, aren't you? Yeah, well, I do a lot uh, of many cancer charities um, because uh, 25 years ago, my dad was diagnosed with bowel cancer and thank God survived. And at the same time, my mum was diagnosed with lung cancer and she died. So I had so both sorry, my parents... No, no, no. I, I talk about it very openly. It's really important that we all talk about cancer. But I had mum in one hospital with one cancer and dad in another hospital with another cancer. And uh, and when my dad, he was expecting to get, he had to go for a checkup. And my mum said to him the day before she died, uh, mum said, you know what, Clive, you're okay now. And that's the day that she died. So it was as if she was holding on to make sure he was okay. Um, but I do everything I can to talk about cancer. It's so important. Um, you and I both know lovely Deborah James, Bow Babe, and she's, she's incredible and she talks about bowel cancer. We need to talk about all these things. People are yeah. so scared to talk about bowels, so scared to talk about when they go to the loo. You know, if you notice that there's any blood in your poo, then for goodness sake, please go. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's cancer, but please go to your GP. If there's any lumps or bumps, I mean, I saw you were with Copperfield. I know them yeah. really well. She's just, Chris is, unbelievable incredible. girl i adore her <laughs> incredible oh, absolutely incredible i've known her for years and 
Um, so anything that you're worried about, we just the, the faster you go and see somebody, and it's important we all talk about it. Testicular cancer, um, brain cancer. I lost. I've lost too many friends to it. I really mm. have. Uh, not only my mum, but I lost a mother and daughter who were a year apart. They had secondary breast cancer, and I know them because they started up Future Dreams, which is an amazing charity. Uh, my lovely friend Rachel died of a brain tumour. She was only 40. You know, it's just we have to be aware. The more we talk about it, the more people are open about their worries and their fears as well. So, yeah, that's why I talk about it. And my dad talks, you know, he's going to be 87 next week and he's doing really well. And after his cancer, he then had, he caught a superbug in hospital. He had oh. two strokes. He... um uh all of this happened and mum died in the middle and then he had another stroke and you but yeah he's you know he's doing really well thank good thank goodness touch wood touch touch wood our, you know our clive want what a tough cookie yeah. what a tough cookie he is yeah. hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You've spoken, Gabs, about like how going through what you did with your mum and your dad and their, their, their cancer, it made you have not a different outlook on life. You've always been positive. You've always been like this lovely ray of sunshine, but it made you think like, no, this is exactly who I want to be and I'm going yeah. to stop apologising for it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a big thing that I learned from it. It's very, there are sort of certain lessons that you learn when you don't realise you're learning it. Yeah. And um, when, for years before before mum died, Every single time the press interviewed me, they say, oh, my God, you're always so happy. You're always so positive. You know, As if that's a bad thing. Yeah, but it, they weren't being rude about it. They were just going, you, this isn't for real. And I used to say, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am happy. And then when mum died and then people interviewed me, and I realised I was never apologising for liking life yeah. again. And, and people still do. They still go, but you can't. How's that? You can't really be. And I go, well, I am. And I was like that as a child. And I used to, there's a book called Pollyanna. And in Pollyanna, there's a thing called the glad game. And, uh, and I'm like that. I always, if, if I never played a game to win a game, if mm -hmm. I played any game, whether it was a board game or tennis or anything, I can't play it. But I would act the fool to make people laugh as opposed to wanting to win. So I've never played a game to win. It drives my husband mad. But, but I don't Nobody wants to be that. your partner for charades no, or anything like no. that. No, <laughs> and I just want to make people laugh and make people happy because that's what I was always like. Not because I thought, ooh, I'm going to make the world a better place. Just because that was in me, it's inbuilt in me. Yeah. So, so that's why I was never apologising again. So there are two, are two big lessons of that. And then lockdown taught me that um, 
I'm absolutely not addicted and not obsessed with television and uh, my job because I realised it wasn't those. It was I actually properly love what I do and I'm never apologising for that either. Good for you. Like, I don't think, like, and I'm going to get on my high horse a little bit here, but, like, I think there's so much pressure put on women these days to, to, to be sort of to downplay the things that they love doing, to downplay the fact that they're ambitious or downplay the fact that they really want children. Like, we're made to apologise for who we want to be. And I, I'm so over it. Like, yeah. I just think there's so much unnecessary pressure that society puts on us, that yeah. we put on ourselves. I agree with you. I made this, like, real conscious effort a couple of years ago to stop trying to be anything I wasn't and be so unapologetically me. And what I found was the more I did it, the more open I was on social media, the more organic, the more other people felt they could be the same way yeah. with me too. Yeah. And I get so many lovely messages, Gabby, from people saying, thank you for showing us, like, how sometimes you have down days or thank you for showing us your little period belly. Like, it's made me realise, like, we all go through the same yeah. stuff. And it's just an extension of that, isn't it? Like, allow yeah, being yourself, you completely. allow other people to do the same. But, but also, what's so interesting is that, and I think that social media has given an outlet to some of the things. So for years, people used to say, oh, you know, always, oh, you're not really that. Why are you always laughing? Why are you always happy? And I thought, <laughs> well, I'm not apologising for that. But people also say, God, you do love your makeup. Oh, you do. And I yeah. And I'd be like that. Now I don't care. And I love, mm. I love clothes and I love fashion and I do shopping in your wardrobe. I don't go out. I don't have the money to go out all the time and, and get all new stuff. I like to go through the old stuff. I've got to mix it and match it and just be daring. And that's given me free reign to then, to do all of that. So I think that's what social media has done. And, and I think there is a lot of people are very judgmental. They're very judgmental of looks. Um, I do worry about, young girls and young boys and filters and wanting to look like they think look like everybody else and um everything if you choose to put things into your face then absolutely that's completely your right if you want to also you have a right not to do it so yeah. i don't think anybody should tell anybody else what how they look or what they look like i mean i get things people will say Oh, you're looking a bit old. Oh, you're looking oh, a bit thin. Off. Oh, and I just, you know what? I just delete, delete, go, go away. Go. And and also people saying, "Oh my goodness, you're still laughing at your age." Yeah, <laughs> as if all of a sudden you get to a certain age and your laughter runs out. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. But I just oh. delete those ones because everybody knows that I, I'm not. I I don't. I'm I'm not rude. I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't do anything. I'm very straight. I'm about to say, I don't do anything bad. I really don't. Somebody said to me at work this morning, because I'm doing this show with Ricky Wilson. Ricky, Ricky Wilson from oh, the I Kaiser Chiefs. I love Chief. Ricky. I love him. He's so nice. Him and his bird are so lovely. Oh, my God. They're married now. Just the loveliest, loveliest guy. But he's so rock and roll. And I'm this sort of very straight girl. <laughs> and, and they said to me, is there anything you do? And I said, oh, well, I don't drink. And I don't, I've never taken drugs in my life. And I don't, and I walk everywhere, and I care. Um, I eat ice cream, and he just pissed himself. He went, "Really? That's it?" I went, "Oh my god, that's about it." So I went to buy an ice cream today after saying that. I thought I have to. 
Do you know what, Gavin? There's like, again, going back to there's no point in you apologising. You have nothing to apologise for for being a lovely, healthy woman. Like, if your biggest vice in life is like a pint of Ben and Jerry's, then fucking good for you, mate. <laughs> Wear it like a badge of honour. I've got far too many vices. I'm really hoping you rub off on me today. No, I. Do you know what? Listening to you talk today, we always ask our gorgeous guests to leave us with a couple pearls of wisdom for our lovely listeners. And. You are exactly as you seem on TV, exactly as you seem on Instagram, unapologetically, beautifully bright and positive. And I think we've had a bit of a hard year. Everyone has had their own struggles to go through. And I think we could all use a little bit of that trademark, Gabby Rosalind positivity. So what is your secret to positivity? Okay, the, uh, it's a very, very, very simple thing. But uh, I was told this years ago by somebody who's no longer with us. And uh, it's she not said, just ice cream, is it? No, but it's <laughs> okay. when you very first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. And it sounds really bizarre thing, but I've passed this on to people and I know for a fact it works. So you, the very first thing you do in the morning is to, to do that. So you smile. So before you, <laughs> the minute you wake up, you just, you, and this is honestly what I do every morning. I do this, I go, and then, but what it does is it tells the brain that you're feeling positive and it works. A friend of mine went through a really, really, really shitty time. I have something horrible, really horrible. And um, she called me. I said to her, do this. And she went, I don't think I can. And it was really awful. And mm. I said, you can. I know you can. I believe in you. I know you can. F I know you can get through this. And two weeks later, she called me up and she said, I've done what you said. I've done what you said. And I said, and she said, well, the thing, the best part of it was every morning I wake up and I go, oh, fuck off, Gabby, because you, she hears me in her head telling her to smile. And she said, then that made her laugh. So if that's one thing I could put, but also just we I think we're all very um, we're all striving for more. I think there's too much greed. I really yeah. do. I think everybody wants more and more and more. You've got to have more. You've got to have more. You've got to have more. If you are happy, just for, if you find yourself you're happy just for a small moment of the day, mm. you don't have to be happy all day. You don't mm. have to do it. If you find you're happy just for a small part of the day, then you've won. Yeah, You've won. And you can build on that. You can look at the sky and just go, take a breath. But those things are so important. And then it does build. And then you can pass it on. And I'm a big believer in Paying it forward, as the Americans yeah. say, but passing it on. And if you feel like you can smile and you walk past somebody in the street and you smile at them and then they smile... It's infectious. Wow. Yeah. It is. It's infectious. There's like... I, I think there's so much sort of emphasis these days put on sort of success and wealth and and that being like what you should strive for in life you know um and I do blame sort of social media and things yeah, like that yeah. for an awful lot of it but there's this there's a thing going around now and, so, and it's um just a little it's like a meme and it's basically like you're a lot richer than you think if you wake up in the morning and you have running water like if you wake up in the morning and you have people who love you if you wake up in the morning and you wake up in the morning absolutely like you, have so much to be grateful for and so much to smile about. So building on what you said, Gabby, like I totally agree. Like I think instead of coveting the things we haven't got, being jealous, like yes, wor yes. worrying about things, just be grateful for what we've got and be happy and that will lead to positivity in life. It really, really does. It really, really does. And don't <laughs> judge yourself against others. Just think, yeah. you know, it's there, there's a really famous saying and it's, Something like, um, and I'm going to get this wrong, but my dad always says it, but it's something like, I, 
I envied the man, uh, his shoes until I saw the man with, I can't remember, it's about, yeah, it's just, it's just being thankful and not yeah. wanting something from somebody else. It really is just, we're very lucky to wake up in the morning. Do you know what I always say, Gab? And it's it's not the same as your dad's. There's no men or shoes in it, but it's similar. Um, it's and it, you'll like it. It's don't let your ice cream melt while you're counting someone else's sprinkles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Just be I happy with what that. you've got. Love your sprinkles. <laughs> Absolutely. So long as the ice cream's pistachio, by the way, it's my new find found favourite. Love it. Oh, Gabby, you had me until you started putting nuts in your ice cream. No, seriously. You fucking pervert. No, seriously. Pistachio ice cream, banana ice cream. And the other thing, have you ever tried pickles and vanilla ice cream? Guys, this has been Gabby Roslin and Vicky Patterson on The Secret. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking to her anymore. (laughs) Gabby, you sure you're not pregnant, Pet? These oh, no. are fun- Listen, These I'm are- really not 33. That ain't gonna happen. Trust me. <laughs> well, you can go back to your pickle ice cream, you fucking weirdo. Oh, God, I love you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, my darling. Thank you. Well, guys, that was the amazing Gabby Roslin, and I know she hates it when I call her this, but there's no other word for her. She's a fucking legend. <laughs> um, if you loved my episode with Gabby and want to hear more of her, her fantastic podcast, The Gabby Roslin Podcast, believe it or not, <laughs> is coming back to the airwaves on September the 6th, so you can get loads more of Gabby that way. If you loved listening to my pod and you haven't listened to all of them, there is a huge back catalogue available now. We are literally flying through the guests like there's no tomorrow, so please go and check those out um, and tell your friends. Leave a review. Do all of the podcasty things because we love making these episodes and we hope we get to make more. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.